Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Dilly Ding Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner and joining me today at Mercury Towers is Jordan. Jordan Blackwell, who my colleague has been uh, with me uh, this weekend to cover City's mm-hmm. win at Huddersfield. And City roll on. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, four on the bounce now under Brendan Rodgers. And uh, this was their most comfortable win so far, I would say, suggest. Although there was that spell, start second half, where they needed Casper uh, Smichael to be on top form. Yeah, I think I'd probably say the Bournemouth game was slightly more comfortable. I think they had they didn't really have a spell in the Bournemouth game where Bournemouth were on top. Whereas you would say that there was that sort of 20-minute period after Jamie, Vardy's, um, after Jamie Vardy's first goal at Huddersfield where... The host were looking to get back into it. Obviously, they scored the penalty. Schmeichel made a really good save from uh, Steve Mounier. Um, but Similar really, to the save, though, he made against Bournemouth uh, tonight at Callum Wilson. Yes, yeah. Very early on when City were 1-0 up. Yeah, I think there's, um, it, the, they did need him. Uh, they did need him there. But I think, yes, on the whole, I think we got to that sort of final 20 minutes and Huddersfield were all over the place again yeah. and Leicester just sort of cut them apart. And, yeah, it was a deserved win. Well, it's not hard to see where their problems have been, Huddersfield, is it? No. 19 goals this season, one shy of the lowest ever total in the Premier League held by Derby County. I know there'll be a lot of Leicester fans who probably rejoice in that fact <laughs> and hope that uh, Huddersfield get a couple more goals between now and the end of the season. Uh, but City, Jamie Vardy's on fire, mm. isn't he? He's back on, uh, back on song and his goal-scoring record since the departure of Claude Puel, seven goals, is quite remarkable. Yeah, I think there's, um, he's getting into very good positions, which, to be honest, that's... He always does do that. I think the the formation seems to to help him. Um, having Madison and Tielemans there to su- to to supply him, then he's got Barnes and Gray, and then Chilwell and Ricardo who are all finding him. And you know we've seen actually quite a lot over the over his scoring run. We've seen quite a lot of people provide the assists for him, um, which I think is good. I think that's important. Uh, Ricardo this time for the um, for his first goal, and obviously Madison set him up for the to win the penalty. Um, but yeah, it seems to be going well for him. I think he seems to have a good period around springtime most seasons. Um, but I think it was important for him to have a good period, to sort of refine his um, shooting boots, if you like. And uh, yeah, it's propelled Leicester up the league and um, long may it continue. I think, I think he will still get a couple more before the end of the season. I'm not sure he'll quite hit 20 um, as he did last year. But um, yeah, I think he'll get a couple more. Well, his double brought him level with a, a great of the club, mm. Gary Lineker, on 103 goals. The, the reason we say level, and, and it's been widely reported <laughs> that he's um, beaten uh, Gary Lineker's goal-scoring record for City, is because we're not counting the Charity Shield uh, goal. No. A lot of people are, but we're not. The club don't either. And the reason being is it's not seen as a, an official senior fixture because there's so many substitutions that can be taking place and that. So he's not considered a senior goal. So he's level. With Lineker, but that's he's got to now be one of the greats of all time in City's history, isn't he? Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, if you consider that most of his goals have come in the top division as well, uh, I think that you know that plays a, a big part. And we, you know, he's he's never going to reach. He, he will surpass Lineker, but he's never going to reach the 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 likes of oh, Chandler, Arthur Chandler, they're, they're, they're Arthur Chandler and Arthur Allen, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, but 
they played in eras when a lot of a lot more goals were scored. Mm. Um, so I think to reach one hundred goals for any club uh, in the modern era, when you're playing in the top division, I think you know it's a very very good achievement. Um, and what I, thinking about where he can stop, I think he's still got. I mean, he's still got a long contract at the club. He's always three years. Yeah, he still he still says he feels young every time he's asked about being you know being thirty two. Um, he says he feels like he's twenty one. I think the fact that he he didn't quite have such a strenuous start to his career in terms of he wasn't playing professional football from a very young age. We see the likes of Wayne Rooney's career is kind of went down went downhill a little bit, but he did start playing professionally regularly at sixteen. Vardy didn't really start playing regularly until he was 21 didn't start playing in the top divisions until he was 25 um, so yeah I think he, I, th- I think he'll be alright to keep going for a few more years um, I th- we've certainly seen it certainly feels like we've not seen a slowdown from him um, so yeah I think is 150 reasonable is that, t- is that too I big a target no, I think so with the way that City are playing they're playing to his strengths there's bodies around him more now um, Tielemans and Madison have been given that licence to get forward and create, and they're both doing that, and scoring goals as well. He's got support out wide as well, Demario Gray and Harvey Barnes. I mean, I thought Harvey started the game very well. Uh, I know he came off, he, he sort of drifted out the game in the second yeah. half, but first half he was direct again, attacking full-back, trying to get low crosses in, some uh, good opportunities. So I could see every reason, if they can to continue like this, that he's, he is going to be amongst the goals for, for a few more seasons to come. Interesting, I was listening to a, a radio show on the way in, I won't name the name, they don't want to give him a free advert. <laughs> Um, but they were saying that um, they were debating whether he's missed his chance of getting into a top six club. Now, he's won the title. He's played in the Champions League with City and he did have the opportunity to go to Arsenal and he turned it down. He wanted to stay at, uh, at Leicester City. Is, is that those sort of sort of comments? As a Leicester fan, George, do you find them a bit degrading of the club? Um, I, don't find, I don't find them degrading. I think, it, I think it's just an odd way to look at it because mm. I think if you're thinking about it from Vardy's point of view, when you're playing for Fleetwood when you're 25 the idea of then going on to play for one of the biggest six teams in the country probably seems a long way off not to say that Vardy wasn't ambitious but he's playing for you know maybe even the next best team outside of the top six Um, and a club with ambitions to be in the top six yeah and I think he's achieved everything like you say won the title played in the Champions League uh, played for England at two major tournaments um I think Vardy appreciates that he is loved at Leicester and it's not necessarily, if he went to another club, he would have to build that support again, if you like. And I think he actually, I think he does really appreciate that, you know, having, being at somewhere where, where he knows he's sort of universally loved by the supporters um, because of what he's achieved. So uh, I think there are more, for some players, there are more important things than just playing for a top six team, um, so yeah, I, I, I don't think it's too degrading. No, I just think it's one of those silly topics that radio shows quite often talk about. Well, let's hope that a few other players feel that same love that Vardy's felt from City and wants to, to stay. I mean, certainly, Yuri Tielemans once again mm. another superb performance. But every time he puts in a display like that and scores a goal like that, you think, how much is that price tag going to be now? Yeah. And, yeah. and how many other clubs are going to be? monitoring the situation I and mean, if the reports are true about the number of clubs now that are looking at Tielemans they'd find a, a, a bit of a task to, to get him to sign permanently 
Yeah, I think so. I think cause he's he's not he's not going under the radar, is he? He's, you know, he's he's making an impact in every game. Um, and I think we saw you know we saw a, a long range goal from him at the weekend, and that was a, a regular feature in his game when he was at Anderlecht. But we'd not seen him do that yet for Leicester. But now he's done that in the Premier League as well. You sort of start questioning: Well, is there anything he can't do? And he's only twenty one. Um, so uh, yes, I think there will be plenty of teams interested. I think certainly, I know Manchester United and Spurs are the two teams that have been uh, mentioned. I think he would improve both of their midfields. Um, so that it wouldn't surprise me if they did. Um, they they were interested. Uh, I still think Leicester have got a decent chance, as I think I still think Silver. The fact that Silver's playing well at Monaco is the key. Um, but it's certainly going to be an interesting one, and I would say probably one that's going to drag over the summer. Yeah, I think I we, we're quite used to sort of transfer sagas at Leicester. Um, and I, I think, think it will as well. I mean, I know they'd want to get it done early and get and strike while the iron's hot, and certainly they've got an advantage, a head start on the other clubs because of the relationship with Monaco, because of the uh, the loan switch between Tielemans and Silva. You're right, Silva definitely holds the key. If they want him that bad, that they're willing to do a player plus cash deal for Tielemans then I think City could get that done but if they decide they just want cash only for, for Tielemans then it's going to be open to bids and uh, I think there's a few a few big hitters out there that probably got um, deeper pockets than, than Leicester City I mean, and likewise with James Madison I mean his performance again on uh, Saturday was much more like what we saw at the start of the season um, he, he's looking like, a lot more effective in games influential in games and there was again, there was some speculation afterwards about what clubs could be coming in for, for Madison in the summer as well. I saw uh, Tony Cascarino said Arsenal should target him as a replacement for Aaron Ramsey when he leaves the Juventus in the in the summer. You get the impression with all these reports that City could face a bit of a task to, to keep some of these top players. Yeah, I think so. I mean, because they they tick so many boxes, Leicester's players. I think the fact that they're certainly you're looking at Madison, Chilwell, and Maguire. They're they're young, English, and they've got Premier League experience. Those are three big things that that lots of the top teams want. Um, you know, in terms of fulfilling Premier League, you know, squad rules and whatnot. Um, but I think Leicester will have shown in the past that they don't let players go easily. Um, and we we've been saying that really there's only been one high-profile departure each summer. Um, and if Leicester can keep to that, then they're going to keep. Pretty much, the they're going to keep the majority of their, you know, their big players. Um, it becomes difficult for Leicester if they all of a sudden start to think, well, they sell three of them, mm. think, oh, we we need to get the money in for these players now for whatever reason. I think that's when it would become more difficult to to invest that wisely and and get players to click straight away. So I think yes, they need to keep as many as they can. I still think we probably will see one departure over the summer. Um, I, I would probably say the most likely one would be Maguire mainly because of the interest last summer um, but then again they're, they're on the up Rodgers has galvanised the team um, Maguire said recently that he thinks he can you know, do stuff at Leicester and, and, and keep moving up the table so the, uh, you know, there's no reason really um, for players to, to be desperate to move on um, but of course, the lure of the big clubs is um, is, is large. You mentioned there Maguire. He wasn't uh, available for Saturday, given time off um, after the birth of his daughter in the week. 
daughter came a little bit early, a few complications, so he, uh, he was given time off by Brendan Rodgers to spend with his family. Johnny Evans was due to play, but had to pull out in the morning of the game with a hip problem and was ruled out after being assessed at the team hotel. So that gave an opportunity to Charles Yunsu mm. uh, to come in. We haven't seen him for a few months, but no. um, it, he performed very well, doesn't he? And, and it just gives you, makes you think, with Benkovic coming in as well, if they do have to sell Maguire to a Man United, they're going to be pretty well set. Yeah, I think uh, it's, you know, we're probably saying that Suinchu was kind of the forgotten man, really, because there wasn't, you wouldn't have said with the performances of Morgan, Maguire and Evans that there was really any need to, to change them, and you maybe thought, well, are we going to get to the end of the season without seeing Suinchu again? All of a sudden, he's, he's been given a chance, he's taken it, I know he gave away a penalty, but uh, Rogers was fairly adamant that it wasn't a penalty that Soyuncu won the ball. It was an unfortunate slip. I think, isn't it, yeah, I think there's, there's probably a debate either way that it was a, you know, you could, you could say he won the ball, you could say it was a foul. I don't think he needed to make, he needed to lunge, but then he, I'm not sure he totally knew that Grant was was there. Um, but he was in the right place to to make clearances. Um, wasn't really caught out of position at, at all. He's quite, I know he's quite keen to press his markers, uh, to press his opponent. Um, which sometimes can be a bit dangerous because you know you're leaving your back line. But he he won a few interceptions as well. His passing was was pretty decent. We saw that excellent run yeah, at, at the, the start of the game, run. straight through the middle of the pitch, set up Leicester's first big chance of the game. Um, so, it, yeah, it, it was a it was a, a, a promising display, and I think it's it's reminded everyone that oh hang on, there's another centre back at the club that's got something to offer as well. And all of a sudden, it's made it very difficult for for Rogers because. You wouldn't really say, obviously Maguire dropped out because first he was suspended and then obviously the birth of his child. Evans dropped out because of injury. But none of them have really deserved to be dropped on form. So now all of a sudden he's got to pick two from four. Um, which and Wes Morgan's been in great form. Yeah, exactly. Well. Yeah, so there's a, there, are, there are no reasons for him to, to necessarily leave out any of them. Um, and yet he's got to leave out two. So it becomes difficult. I think I think because he's not seen much of Soyuncu. Chu... Um, he may want to, to see a bit more of him. So I, I don't think it's going to be a case of him playing one game and we're not going to see him for the rest of the season. I still think he, he might get another run out over the next five games. Well, City's form has seen them move up to seventh in the table. Uh, that was mainly down to the fact that Wolves and Watford went head-to-head in mm. the FA Cup semi-final at Wembley uh, yesterday. But City are there now. The, the others have got a game in hand on them. Uh, it could be potentially um, enough for Europa League qualification if if Man City win the FA Cup, if we yeah. win, beat Watford in that final. Um, now I think the momentum's with City, and I fancy them to get seventh. I know you you've, you're, you still think Wolves have probably got the, the better run in, the easier run in to, yeah. to snatch seventh. But it's going to be interesting. It gives you something to to. Yeah, I think that's that's get excited. That's about. the main thing. Um, we we so often talk about you know mid-table clubs. You get to April. The season's effectively done. You're kind of looking at, oh, which players are going to be here next season. That's kind of the focus. But having something to play for certainly makes it exciting. Um, yeah, I've I've said Wolves all along. Uh, I said Wolves probably when we first started having this conversation around January, February time. Um, so I'll stick with them. I think their their running's a lot more favourable. Obviously, they've got a game in hand over Leicester. Um, they've got a few sort of relegation fighter teams, relegated teams. We've got Fulham to play. Uh, they've got Southampton and Brighton to play as well. <laughs> Um, obviously, they've got that, um, they've got a big head-to-head with Watford as well mm. uh, in the league. They want revenge um, after uh, yeah, what happened yesterday. Yeah, uh, but I think looking at Leicester's last three fixtures: Arsenal at home, Man City away, Chelsea at home. 
I don't, can't see them picking up too many points there. I know you're feeling if they're. I'm feeling confident. Yeah, certainly at home. Um, Arsenal and Chelsea have both had their moments this season where yeah. they've looked really average. And if they have one of those days at uh, the King Power, and the way City have been going and developing and getting better and better under Rodgers, uh, every se- it seems like every week we see a, 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 an improvement in some area or another. I think they'll be strong in those final few games, especially if there's an incentive there. Yeah. But, um, but there might be then an incentive for, say, Chelsea on the last game of the season, they might be playing for the top four. They might be, yeah. Um, so I think, but if, if it falls right for Leicester and, say, Chelsea have either secured their top four place already or are totally out of it, then maybe that will play into Leicester's hands. But, yeah, I feel like they need things to fall their way. Yeah. Well, we've got loads of um, stories and reaction from the uh, victory at Huddersfield on Leicestershire Live right now. Uh, we'll be bringing you all the uh, build-up as well to Friday night game. Friday night game. I don't, I'm not sure about that. Uh, against Newcastle uh, this week. And we'll have the press conference on Wednesday afternoon. We'll be bringing you a live blog from the King Power Stadium on Wednesday. So do join us then. Thank you for joining us this time.